John Wick. Holy shit. Shazam has an issue with The Rock. The Rock might have more issues. And unfortunately, more Marvel Phase 5 delays. Well, at least we got some good news. We got some bad news for this particular episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Lights, Camera, Red. And as I just mentioned, we're going to be diving into John Wick 4. We're going to be diving into the latest episode of Mandalorian, a big tiff in the DC universe. And unfortunately, further bad news about Marvel Phase 5 TV shows are delayed. But before we get into that, let's do the intro. Welcome to the Light Camera Rant Podcast. Your source for the latest on movies, TV shows, and video games. Get ready for ranting, raving, and reviewing. Here is your host, Lee. Hi everyone, and as always, we're streaming live on Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter all the same time, and we go live every Sunday, and new episodes go every Tuesday morning. So, thank you for everyone who's coming back again, uh, sorry, coming back again, and if you are also brand new to the show, welcome, happy to have you here. So, we're, as always, we dive into the latest pop culture news, and then we dive into our reviews, but... What I want to talk about is something that happened this past week. So, I got invited to go to a Spotify Creators Night in this in my city, Melbourne, Victoria. And this invite, this invite went out. Oh, mm, it would have to be about a month ago. About a month ago, it came out, and it was. I was a little bit hesitant about going. I was like, oh. Should I go? Should I go? You know, because uh, I've, I've never been to one. I know in, in America, there's a lot that happened over there uh, in different states. Even I think uh, in London, there's about to be another one. Not podcast fest, a pod fest, something else. I can't remember. Um, but you know, we don't really have those events down in Australia. They, I think, the lot. If you type in podcast convention into Google in Melbourne, I think the last thing is about. Three years ago, it was can't. I do believe it was cancelled because of COVID. So that didn't happen. That didn't go ahead. So it was re- so tickets were for free, and it was invite all these Spotify podcast creators, and we also got there was two speakers as well. Uh, one was Tony Ryan. The podcast is exclusive to Spotify, and they're a comedy podcast, as well as Under the Surface with Adam. Anna Lee, oh, I, Anna Lee, that's uh, that's her name. And one was you now the Tony Rhyme, their podcast. They they've been going over for over over a year or even longer now. Um, and Anna Marie's only started in November. So this place, I have to say, the place they picked to host this uh, event, it was like down alleyway, no parking whatsoever. I'm like, I'm going to get shivered color down here um but there was balloons for spotify spotify logo on it they had this massive spread on they also had a bar tab which i was fully stoked about i'm like yes because i went to go pay and the guy's like oh no there's a tab i'm like uh excuse me sorry excuse me 
he's like, yeah, there's a bar tab. I was like, uh, all right, shit, yeah, sure, take take my money, take my money. Uh, there's probably about 35 of us in this room, in this pub, uh, holiday this convention, and it's one of the best things about podcasting is that no one's, no one's podcast is the same. Everyone is unique. There were so many colorful different people coming in uh, all across that were pouring in and uh, me being a live ranger. <laughs> uh, and as I was seeing me, grab some food, met a few people, try to get out of my comfort zone uh, and just introduce myself to as many people as possible. And I met some really great people. Uh, there was the uh, Irreverent Platitudes, uh, that was podcast was fantastic. You check out them. The Metal Podcast. Uh, there was also the Couch, uh, Couch, cow, uh, Cowards, Couch. I can't remember the last name, but it, their podcast. It was fantastic. And there was also another podcast where this lady uh, all uh, reviews drones. It was all fantastic. It was great to meet all these people. Now the speakers, Tony, Ryan, Emily, they spoke about how they rose to their show to everything it is now. Uh, and it was really interesting to hear their stories and how they did everything. Um, but the main thing you were there is to network at these events and meet more like more mind like more mind like people like yourselves. Now I I didn't meet another, there might have been there, but I didn't meet another movie, uh, video game, or TV show review podcast. Everyone else was unique. Well, I said, one was about dating, one was about the metal underground scene. Uh, these guys, these guys were really cool because they're a band and uh, they do their own concerts, make their own music, and they also have run their podcast where they invite other people on. Thanks to Spotify Music on Podcasts, on podcasting. So, which basically means what you can do on Spotify if is you can create a podcast show, which I've done about four times now. Uh, it's all exclusive to, to Spotify, but you can add music into your episode because uh, you have the extensive library of Spotify, but you can add all the music. So these guys play their own music. They also interview people and play their music. It's a fantastic uh, show, and I highly recommend anyone to go check it out. Uh, but fully, fully go check that out. So it was a great night, um, a lot of networking. Event was only only went for about three and a half hours. I was there the whole time. I was one of the last strugglers that left. But as soon as I left, I thought I really wish there was more of these. I really, really wish there was more, and I. For anyone, if you, for any podcaster that listens to this show and you see one of these events pop up, buy your ticket. Just go. It's, you know, you've got nothing to lose. These are your peeps. These are the same people that, you know, slot, you know listen to your podcast or something different bits in your niche. And I highly recommend anyone to go see them. They're, sorry, Christine, go to these events. It's fantastic. Um, I, I just wish there was more. That's, that's the only thing, unless I want to go travel over, go travel overseas. Which, as much as I wish I could do that, I haven't got the, the backing. So, please support the shows, or I can go to more events. <laughs> um, but no, it was a fantastic evening. Uh, great connections, made some great friends, and I'll definitely be going back when they make another event. I'll be right there. 
so let's dive into the news that's happened in the past week. So we've got some new game announcements. We've got some, unfortunately, said delay news. We've all got some uh, news about a show that we really want that probably isn't coming out any time soon. So let's start off the bat, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go and dive into this. So there is a movie coming out at the end of this year, uh, which is basically Zack Snyder's version of Star Wars that he wanted to create, called Rebel Moon. It's got a lot of the people he's worked with in the past in this movie. Um, but he's coming December 22nd, 2023. I do believe there's only a teaser trailer out, which is really not much, uh, if that. Uh, but it is coming at the end of this year. So Zack Snyder, in preparation for SnyderCon, which we were talking about last week, how they did say full circle, dark side. They will be showing all three of his DC movies, the Snyderverse. They will be showing those movies. That's what the full circle is. They also made some special posters. There's going to be merch, everything, SnyderCon. So as he was promoting all of that, he's also mentioned the fact that with this movie that's coming out the NSC, he has announced that there will be a game coming. He didn't say when, he didn't say developer, he did there's no further details on the scope scale. He just said that there will be a game coming and it will be an RPG game and it's meant to be huge. So he said that that's so he said that in the interview and he's looking that well, most likely I'd say twenty yeah, obviously twenty twenty four. Uh, roughly about there. I'd be surprised if it came out this same year, given where the movie's coming out. Uh, but yeah, that's... So yeah, Rebel Moon, it's, as I say, it's basically Snack Snyder's version of Heath. He can make a Star Wars film. Uh, he's very excited for it. Some of the early concept art and some of the photos look for it look fantastic. Um, so, hands up. I'll be going to go see that. So far, I haven't seen Zack Snyder's... Um, uh, Army of the Dead. I haven't seen that, but everyone praises that. People are asking for a sequel to that, which Zack Snyder said that's won't until come later. And before you ask and why, for anyone who's watching this podcast, or why I'm drinking juice and not usually my drink of choice, Jamison or Jack Daniels, because right now, as we're recording, it is 9 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> 9 o'clock in the morning. And I... I unfortunately it's a little bit frowned upon to drink drink this early when you're having your breakfast. So just juice, just the juice man today. Uh, but yeah, Rebel Moon. Now another TV show that we all kind of predicted this was going to happen. I'm just just working further. Bella Ramsey from The Last of Us. She's mentioned that we will most likely not see The Last of Us season two until early 2025. So if they start shooting at the end, it will be basically the same thing as this year. Early 2025, season two of The Last of Us. So that is how long we have to wait. Let's just yeah, let's just prep ourselves. Not to, but let's also be grateful. Well, I'll be grateful. But even though we have to wait that long, we know the fact that we're getting a season two and season three. That they can't condense everything into just one season as they did for the first one. So that will be coming roughly a bit then uh it's basically oh that seems so far away and i'm like i'm really excited for kang dynasty and that's even further away um which uh, this is this is the part that really mm, i struggle with 
So, even though Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars meant to be 2025 and also 2026, there is rumors going around that those will be delayed to give more breathing room to the Marvel special effects team and to delve out stories in further. There's been no official announcement that they, will be, they have been delayed. However, it is it is rumored. And another thing that has been delayed, I did mention, is that the Phase 5 TV shows that we're ready to begin this year, they have also... There's been no official announcement they've been delayed. However, when you go onto the Disney Plus app now, they did have, uh, you know, like, Sun or June. They set, like, a kind of a time frame for when they were coming out. They have just changed to coming soon now, which is, which is so really annoying. I'm really excited for Secret Invasion. I'm really excited for Loki Season 2. We just got a small little teaser from Ant-Man. Uh, but I have no doubt we'll get an announcement soon saying, you know, when they all should be. But right now... Fortunately, I was saying this last year, delays, delays, delays. It feels like Marvel will still experience them uh, just to give some more breathing room uh, to their entire phase and they're going to phase six. Because don't forget, there are still so many movies and TV shows apparently they haven't announced yet that is currently in the works. So where are they going to squeeze everything in? Go remember how long phase one, two, and three were. And the fact that you know, we're going to get these both movies. It's funny because originally, which it would be one of those things that we look back on, is that both Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars was originally meant to happen in the same year. Uh, unlike Endgame and Infinity War. Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars was meant to be, I think, March and then November. I think that was the, that was the two where they were going to originally come out. Now it's a year apart. Which, could, I, I'd say that it's still keep the year, but whether or not it's pushed back to 26, 27, or... Yeah, so... Unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, we will be playing the waiting game even further for anything Marvel. However, still speaking of Marvel, that will probably pique everyone's interest, is that the Spider-Man 2 video game containing Venom is rumoured that it will be coming out this September. The voice actor for Venom has mentioned that that's when he believes the game will be released, so for... However, I, as much as I'm really excited for this game, I'm kind of more excited for the Wolverine game they're developing. I'm like, that's 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 the bread and butter I'm really excited for. Uh, but that's likely until like late next year, roughly about then. Uh, but yes, Spider-Man Two fans, September, lock that in. There is no official announcement, but September, October, you'll be looking around then. So strap yourselves in. Speaking this speaking of December still, uh for all Ghostbusters fans of Ghostbusters Afterlife, the sequel is currently now in production, is currently filming. Um Reitman has mentioned the uh, Ivan Reitman has mentioned the fact that it is currently in production at the moment. Uh codename the Firehouse. So that's all the details we've got so far that this will be Ghostbusters 4. And it'll be sequel to the afterlife. Is expected a lot of the original cast from that movie will come back. I don't know about the original cast members, how much they'll be involved, but there will be another, and it'll be set back into New York City. Uh, Afterlife was fantastic. That was a great sequel to the original two, so I'm all for it. Strap myself in, and let's go.
Uh, for also, unfortunately, this past week, we must say goodbye to end of an era. Ash Ketchum, Pokemon, has ended his 25-year journey and has come to an end. This past week in Japan, they released the last episode of Ash saying goodbye. It looks like having some fun with his friends. One more battle with Team Rocket, but it's end of an era, ladies and gentlemen. And I feel old just announcing that. Like, oh, God. But yeah, uh, that's, uh, you know, that's come to an end. It makes me think of when The Simpsons is going to end, really. That's gonna, just another one of those shows for your childhood that's coming to that point. I know it. But yeah, for all, I've seen a lot of comments and a lot of people saying about Ash coming to a jury. It's like our childhood saying, you know, see you later. So, which is really sad. But yes, uh, at end of an era to a 25-year span journey, we say goodbye to Ash and Pikachu for the very last time. Uh, and also, moving on, uh, for all Counter-Strike fans. Counter-Strike, this is weird. This is a game I have not heard for so long. I remember this being so popular in high school because I was just thinking about, obviously, Pokemon. Uh, Counter-Strike. So this game was obviously a first-person shooter. It was a t- It's a team. It's, yeah, Call of Duty, but on, like, you know, Fortnite before Fortnite. Like, it's it's well before then. Valve just announced that they are making Counter-Strike 2 that will be coming in, uh, coming mid to late end this year. Uh, I'm all for it. Bring it on. I've seen a lot of people excited for this game, and I say, let's... It's pretty on. It's it seemed like the funny thing is I was talking. I was talking to people, people like this came out of nowhere. Just out of nowhere, boom. There's like no leaks, no rumblings, but here we are for Counter Strike fans. You have a game coming out. Uh, which speaking of game, I'm so excited for uh, Jedi uh, Jedi Survivor. They just released the story trailer. I'm so excited for this game. I can't wait to review it for you guys. Before you ask me, yes. Hogwarts Legacy review is still currently at works. I will release that at one point. Uh, just need to do some little fish choppers. Yeah, choppers. Yeah. Uh, touches on it, but that is coming. So strap yourselves in for that. Uh, but definitely let me know what you think of uh, the story trailer for Joe Survivor. Are you pumped for it? Or you're like, nah, this this can this can go. Uh, I'm not too excited for Brown Suicide Squad, which uh, is most likely going to be delayed again and again, uh, especially how it's going right now. Uh, now, another big news that we got in this week, which we, it was kind of shocking, but kind of not at the same time. So what we found out, Zachary Levi Shazam uh, went on to their Instagram Live and it was talking about little tidbits of about the movies, what they could do. And he mentioned the fact that he, him and the crew were gunning to have Henry Cavill in the very first one. They, they tried everything, but the studio said no. So there was, he said that he tried everything, but he couldn't get, yeah, he, he, but yeah they couldn't do it. And it really sucked because, yeah, it would be great to get Henry Cavill. Uh, and then another thing is that he mentioned that, uh, spoilers, Spoilers, especially for the latest, we're getting around Lauren and John Wick. Spoilers, 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 left brain center. So he mentioned the fact that, you no, know, in the Arthur Credit scene, uh, we got Shippy. I can't remember his name. All I can remember is Shippy because of uh, 
Peacemaker, and Harcourt. They both appeared trying to recruit her to come into the Justice Society. Now, Zachary mentioned the fact that they were, were meant to be like Hawkman from, and Her the Hurricane Girl from Black Adam. But apparently The Rock said, no, you can't use any Black Adam characters, so they couldn't use them. So that's why they got those two characters. So he blocked that. And then he also mentioned the fact that he also blocked Shazam having a cameo in Black Adam uh, as well because The Rock was trying to center the DC universe around him. This is, and some of this was shocking. Some of this like adds up because of the giant ego that is The Rock. Uh, no, but another big thing is that people forgetting. I was telling this to someone the other day is go right. There was stories. Oh, I really like Black Adam. I'm like, yeah, but that's not kind of his character. The Rock turned him into an anti-hero. Black Adam is a villain, straight up villain. That was the whole, you know, Batman the Joker, uh, Shazam, and Black Adam. That that's the kind of kind of relationship it's meant to be. So that's what we were meant to get. So still. After all this time, DC is just in shambles. I saw the best meme the other day, and it was uh, Marvel fan, Marvel co-stars after 10 years, and they're all all shaking hands, all happy. And then next thing was, a, next frame was a giant brawl with all these people gunning for each other. It was like DC actors after one movie. No shit. Like, that is legit the best way to describe what's happened to the DC. And it's terrible because the characters for DC are fantastic. They're great. You put them up in the right movies, they look great and they do fantastic. But just all the backstage, all the backstage politics, all the rearranges, all the reboots, it's just bullshit. And now, after everything The Rock just caused, he's not going to be in the movie anymore. Like he's gone because of James Gunn and because of the reboot. Because The Rock didn't get what he wanted. Uh, and that was Rock Wind, Black Adam vs. Superman. Because he felt like Shazam wasn't a big enough fight for him. So, that's... I just feel bad all around. Because Zachary, he said, you know, he's, he's a fan. This is what he wanted. This is what he wanted to do. You know, he wanted to fight The Rock. He was all excited. And then, nah. You don't get Black Ab. Nah. You don't get Justice Society characters. Nah. You don't get Henry Cavill. And unfortunately, which we all predict as well, the Shazam movie is currently tanking at the box office. It is not being received well. Uh, last week, my review of it was it's a great family film, has its comedy moments, but overall, it's a movie that I probably will not go back to. It just seemed to be some very familiar superhero tropes and not very memorable villains and like it's Adam and you can tell there was a bit of a shift of things internally in there you can tell but the performances were fantastic it was just I wouldn't go back to it at all uh but you guys you, you tell me are you do you think the rock's gone too far do you think it's been an ego thing or do you think the fact that, you know, Zachary, like, would you feel like Black Adam show versus Superman show away? Or true uh, Shazam first? How do you feel about this? Do you, actually, most of all, do, would you like to see a Shazam 3? Is that my table? And do you think The Rock took too much control and you're now glad that James Gunn is in all this? 
uh, please let me know. And I'm very intrigued to know what you guys all think. Uh, also, now, there's a comic that came out many, many years ago. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin. Now, the reason I bring this up is because it's a net one well, announced, but it's rumored to be it works. A video game is based uh, is based on that comic. Will be coming out soon. No developers currently attached. However, the most of all for this comic, so this Teenage Ninja Ninja Turtles video game, is that it will be heavily inspired by God of War, as in the gritty setting, the combat, all of that will be being developed into this game. So if you are a Team NT uh, fan, you've got a God of War inspired game on the horizon. However, no release date and no developer. So I give it you know, two years at least at this stage. But that is currently in the works. So definitely strap yourselves in. Um, I, as soon as I saw it, I thought that's an interesting concept. Uh, different concept, interesting concept, but I'm very well, I'm up for the whole ride. Let's let's see what it's like. I'd I'd love to see the first trailer for it and what type of style it would be in. So yeah, that's definitely and that is the biggest news that's happened in the past week. So let's get on to re- let's get on to on the happen release is the Mandalorian chapter two the Foundling. I I don't know how else I was going to say that I uh, that really didn't come off the way I'd like it like Foundling no. Uh, so, we're almost, which is so scary to say this, we are almost at the halfway point of The Mandalorian Season 3. Uh, which, I've seen some comments where people have talked about is that this this last episode felt like an Andor episode, this one feel like some people said didn't have enough substance to it, and people had to decide for it. Me, I'm in for the entire ride, I... Yeah, last week's episode was a bit slow, but every single t-shirt, t-shirt, yeah, every single show has a low point. Uh, now, it's funny I say that because Last of Us didn't. Last of Us, every episode was a bloody banger for the whole whole thing. Uh, probably the slowest episode was the, was the relationship one um, with Rod Swanson. That was probably the lowest type of episode but the rest was pretty good um the rest was pretty good but yeah it, besides that nearly every show has a slow episode now this one starts off now a big thing that uh Pedro Pascal said in the very beginning of the show before it released was there was going to be a lot of more Mandalorians and we see that front and center in this episode Bo-Katan is walking around the beach, and we see that all of them are training, fire, uh, fire, blade, hand-to-hand combat, and there's a lot of more Mandalorians ever, and they're all training on this beach, and then we also see they're doing, you know, combat battle training, uh, like one-on-one, which uh, Mando gets Grogu to, to fight, it looks like they do some da- uh, paint dust, like paintball. Essentially, uh, now it's, I don't really know what's going to happen to Grogu, like there's a lot of theories out there, one, he's going to just be a Jedi, or two, he's going to be a Mandalorian Jedi, if you do have a chance, please go type that into Google, there is some fantastic concept art 
that people have made of Grogu grown up as man as a Mandalorian as a Jedi and looks bad ass. Uh, and we get to see him do this little battle, which at the time I thought he's going to lose or he's going to freak out using his Force powers. No, nope, he wins. And as I always say, spoiler, 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 left, right, and center before we go any further. So this episode, this episode starts off strong like that, doing all the training. Bo-Katan still trying to understand how everything's going. She seems still very nervous in this world, especially the fact that she can't take off her helmet. Can't take off her helmet in front of anyone now. Now, I thought this was interesting. Out of absolute nowhere, this drop, this giant dragon comes and steals a child and leaves. But it, that where they are on the beach, it's like a cave, like it's not fully open out of nowhere. So this dragon would have known, which they do say in the episode, the dragon knows where they are and they've taken children before, which is like, you are all bounty hunter warriors. How have you not killed this? If it's done this before, why haven't you killed any of them before? Like, that's the thing. So, Bo-Katan is talking, and as they capture the child, Bo-Katan says, you know, we can do this uh, to capture the child. And the armorer, armorer, yeah, armorer, the blacksmith, I don't trust it. She seems so sussy and sus, and something is going to happen. Without a shadow of a doubt, like, between her or Bo-Katan, there's going to be a fight. There's going to be a reason why there's going to be a big battle at the end between everybody and you know whose side that's my prediction which me and michael from Star wars did make a couple of weeks the weeks back of how this is going to happen how this is going to end but still with this episode i do not trust her she's been too quiet and a bit if anyone was watching the show you know exactly what i mean everyone i've spoken to is like yeah she's gonna she's gonna bring out the knife she's gonna stab somebody in the back uh all across so the team, the team rack up, uh, pack up, and they head out to the, the dragon. There are some beautiful landscape shots in this episode. I did find myself, even though it was the desert, it was still some really nice looking around. Even Andor, Andor when they do the heist, uh, has beautiful landscape shots. Just watching it wet as the tie fires all go through the hills is beautiful. So still continue, even though it's desert, still looks fantastic. This episode compared to last week has a lot more action in it. A lot more. And one of the best action pieces that we get in this episode is that the armorer goes to make more armor for... Of course. It goes to make more armor for Grogu while the team's away trying to save the child. And as she's like hitting down on the metal, Grogu has a flashback. Now we saw a little tidbit of this uh, in season... I think it was in... Um, it would have been the Book of Beaufort. We saw this a little bit of in Order of 66 and how he got away. Now we see that uh, the door is opening. The Jedi assassinating a whole bunch of Jedi again. Uh, trying, to sa- trying to save Grogu. He goes in the elevator while they all get massacred. And at the, when the elevator lands, this guy finds him and says, I will help you. And truth be told, which I... Obviously, I didn't know, which a lot of people didn't know until I actually looked at it properly. Uh, it's the act. It's the actor who did Jar Jar Binks. Uh, he's back, and he's now a Jedi. Now, for everyone who doesn't know, Star Wars is obviously a fantastic show. 
It's a fantastic movie. It's a fantastic franchise. It has a massive fan base, but the fan base could be potentially on the verge of what people describe is one of the most toxic fan bases out there currently between that and Star Trek. Um, massive fan base. Actually, I'm, gonna, I will, I'm actually excited to watch the next-gen Star Trek TV show. Next-gen Star Trek from the start. I've never seen it. And tell me from uh, two sides of the story. It's been bugging me and I will watch it. But yes, yeah, sorry. Back to that. And unfortunately, uh, the guy who played Jar Jar Binks, he does go on record that he did compl- uh, he did complete on suicide because all the hate, all the hate he got for Jar Jar Binks. And look, going back, yeah, Jar Jar is an annoying character, but it's hate the character. Don't hate the person playing the character. And he got hate mail, he messages online, all this, and people are disgusting. And he was saying, so he said he loves this universe, but everything that's happened because of that, that character I played is horrible, is just horrible. And I can't honestly think of anything else that he's been in, but I'm so glad he got to come back as a Jedi and a badass Jedi with two lightsabers who defends off about 20 stormtroopers. Uh, carry at him, and he saved Grogu in this beautiful shot that you get to see of Coruscant, which is always fantastic to see, and it's just beautiful to look at, even though the current massacre of Order 66 and all the Jedi, that's currently happening right now. But this was a great action scene, and all this, again, all the special effects for this episode was outstanding. I loved it. But this would have to be the highlight. A lot of people have loved this. And so much praise and so much love has come to the to the guy who played Jar Jar Binks. I forgot his name. My apologies. So and uh, that's fantastic. That's even it's not a redemption arc, but it's glad to see that he's getting the proper love at the moment for something different. Uh he has said he does hope to appear again. Uh which you'll hey, you never know. Go, go for your Ahsoka TV show that we're getting later this year. Hayden Christensen is back for that. So Star Wars TV shows, you don't know who's going to pop up anywhere. Also, I was also looking, there's a whole rumor going around, which I think Dave Filoni has spoke about that in the plans. There's a plan to do a massive crossover event with a whole bunch of these shows all together, which I have no idea how that's going to look or what that's, like how the Fathom all going to work. But yeah, a massive crossover event is possibly in the works that will be coming. So I will keep you guys up to date on that. So back to the TV show, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, so great action, but great, it's a good flashback. I love that. You see him Grogu, he's still, like, it's a terrifying thing. It's still, obviously, we don't know the gap between when he flies away with a dead eye to how he landed on the planet uh, that... Uh, Mando first meet him, so we don't know the gap and all that, but we will have no doubt we will find out. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that was all fantastic. And then after that, we also get to see that the team work together, all the Mandalorians to save the kid, and Rokatan. She seems to like trying to adjust the fact that she's the leader again, or, or she's a leader in this in this clan. She's trying to get used to their way. This is the way. Trying to get used to their, their ways. 
and how it all you know, how it all works together. Um, especially at the scene where they're eating, and she's like, "Oh, she asked Amanda, how do you eat?" And he's like, "Oh, you walk away from the camp and you eat." And she got up, and one of the blokes is like, "No, you were the leader of the war party. You get to sit. We leave." And she's like, "Oh." And then we go it leads into a giant battle where they do save the child. It's fantastic, fantastic walk. Still CGI is great. And then they bring home the kid to the beach. And the armorer says, "You have brought honor to your clan, Bokatan. Fantastic." And she loses some of her armor on her shoulder, which the armorer does make more armor for her. Where she doesn't want the nine owl, she wants the mythosaur. So she has both on her shoulders. Interesting though, she does say to the armor that I remember seeing, I saw the mythosaur, and she's like, oh, well, you, have, you can have visions, you know, this is the way, you never know what's going to happen. Um, they're stressed, and she's like, no, I've actually seen it. And she's like, this is the way. Like, just completely bl- blows her off about the whole thing. It's a, and completely, nah, it's not happening. So that's the big, so that's another big question. She's like, is the armor like, now nah, you're full of shit and you're crazy lady, or I don't want the rest of the people know because I am the leader, and if they all know, then they'll, you know, the power struggle and everything shall leave. So that's the thing, will Bo-Katan be like, no, the Mythosaur is real, and will she try to rebuild, I don't know if she re- can't rebuild a Mandalorian, but will she try and get the Darksaber and lead everyone once again? But overall, episode, action good, flashback good, never said more Jedi with lightsaber battles. See, uh, yeah, Cessna, CGI is fantastic. Uh, I'm still very excited. This this episode doesn't make me slow down excitement. Not like uh, Book of Boba Fett did. I'm still pumping it out. I can't wait for the rest of the season. Uh, but you, just, you tell me, what do you think Mandalorian so far? Are you excited for it or do you feel like it's slowing down? Or yeah, it's too much of the same stuff. Please, I, I'm really curious to know what everyone thinks. Everyone I spoke to, which is probably just my friends, they're all just excited as I am seeing Mando back. Uh, especially on the hype train that is Pedro Pascal that's been going on ever since The Last of Us, which I think is about you know, what, eight weeks running now and still four to five more weeks to go. But yeah. So let's get into Mr. Wick. Wickety, rickety, wrecked, and that was horrible. <laughs> John Wick, chapter four. We have been introduced to John Wick for nearly nine years now, nearly on the verge of ten since the very first one. Now, this movie had a budget of a hundred million. It's currently in the box office. All the reviews for this have been outstanding, especially on IGN, a perfect a perfect 10 on it. And I have to say, this movie, I, which I will get into, I do have a gripe with it. I do have a gripe, which I'll get into. This movie, after watching Shazam, after watching Shazam, is outstanding. This movie, action, locations, the drama, they nailed this all out of the park it does it so well and a, a lot of people i did see were talking about how it's almost on the verge of the how oh, he's good as the first one and i did think like oh 
I don't know about that. Like the first one's fantastic. I recommend anyone to go watch at least, just least watch John Wick one. That's it. Just least watch one. You don't need to watch the rest. The first one is such a fantastic action movie, which I was late to the party to go see. I was late to the party to go see this. It was, I can't remember. Uh, I was at a mate's house and I was like, um, he was like, oh, have you seen John Wick 2? And I was like, oh, no, I haven't seen the first one. He's like, what? What do you mean? And I'm like, I haven't seen John Wick. He's like, at, at Como, our plans were, I think it was gaming night or something. And he's like, nah, watching John Wick. And we cracked on John Wick, started watching it, and I was like, holy shit. He's like, yeah, dude, have you seen this? I'm like, I haven't watched it. Uh, you know, it's not like a big blockbuster when it came, you know, it was like, whoa. Uh, but now, now it is. Um, and ever since then, John Wick 2, John Wick 3, and now we're after John Wick 4, and we also have a spin-off show that's coming out as well that Canaries will be returning for. That's Got no release date, but that is also currently in the works. So this movie starts off, uh, pretty much picks up exactly where John Wick 3 left off. John Wick is training in this, in this intensity, which starts off very strong. Like, you always jump back how it starts. Um, he's training because he's got to go after the high table. Because he still hasn't had his freedom. So he has to go at the very top, very top, to take out... Uh, who you know, take out whoever he needs to to get his freedom and finally rest. Now, another thing is another thing is the fact he does in mean, the nice desert scene. He goes to kill the guy higher than the high table, shoots him, obviously thinking that it would be his freedom. That didn't work, and then it leads to we get introduced Bill Skarsgård's character, the Marquis. So the Marquis is. Basically, a member just below the high table, but has everything exposed, everything at his disposal to take out or do his business any way he wants. And that's who, that's who he is. And he has all this power. And straight off the bat, one of the very first things he calls in Winston. He calls in our Lance Riggs character. They come in. He decommissions the New York Continental blows up and also takes out Lance shoots him straight off there which was just a bit shocking I was expecting that it was about two scenes he was in two or three scenes he was in I was like oh which they did a fantastic tribute to him right at the end saying R.I.P. a tribute to Lance I was just very sorry that he did pass away uh, two weeks ago uh, but they do a good tribute to him. And, and then this is how this movie starts off. So John Wick is still going off the high table. And there's no New York Continental. So John Wick has to go to Osaka Continental in, in Japan. Which is beautiful. And I have to say. This movie. Uh, like, they can be wrong. Like, a lot of people are like. Oh it's the same story every single time. You know. He, he just goes around killing people. What he has to do. Like, this, it's still a fantastic story to go through. But this movie. Some of the locations in it, the cinematography is beautiful. How how the uh, Osaka Continental looks looks fantastic. The colors, the setting, that was all great. And then we're also introduced to a brand new character, which the Marquis hires 
you are you are service to the high table get out because of his daughter obviously he tried to get his way out same thing as john wick he couldn't get he's got out but now he's been pulled back into this world which we get do get sam beautiful how he's trying he can't go anywhere near his daughter um because of everything so now he is back into this game which is bad boy donnie in who is a fantastic martial arts actor so when this first got announced i was like holy shit him versus john wick i am all in so if you don't know who johnny is go google ip man brutal 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 movie fantastic to watch it was also in uh rogue one he was a blind guy and fight not oh, really funny but he's also blind in this as well i'm like just trying to i said to my man like, he's not blind in real life is he he's like no 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 I'm like it's funny how the last two movies i've seen him he still plays a blind man um so he gets hired to he gets hired to take on uh mr wick or they're gonna kill his daughter and then obviously at the ahsoka continental it all goes to shit uh because the high table is after after and they hire a whole crew so not only donnie yen but also uh the high table's bodyguards which are quite strength intense they also go after Tesla's whole fight scene, which is fantastic. Uh, and this is really cool. This is a really cool scene. It was very small. So, obviously, Diane character is blind. And in this scene, he's in the kitchen, and he's putting all these, we'll say, doorbells or lights or sensors. He puts all these around. And I was like, what are, the, what are they? And what he's doing is, he's, as the enemies come in, or like our friends come in, they it's a sense of doorbell, so they go off. So he gets up and shoots them, and then as they're trying to get through this, this maze, of the kitchen, they're all going off, and that's how he gets them. That was really cool. That was a really cool action scene. This entire movie is how to make an action movie 101. It is brutal. It's fantastic and it's intense. And they do unique things like this, which I will get into another one a little bit later on. So that's all fantastic uh, in that fight scene. Fortunately, the uh, the owner of the Osaka Continental was friends with John Wick. He unfortunately gets his demise of Donnie Yen's character, Mr. Kane, in front of his daughter, who's who's also a fighter at the same time. And she watches that, and you know how this old thing goes on. So he's like, "You killed my dad. I'm gonna come after you." And then it's but. Because of the their age, it's assumed that, like, you know, they've had so much history. They're all, like, essentially a lot of retired people. Like, they've given up this world. Like, all these characters, John Wisker, Donian, and uh, they're all basically, you know, they've been retired for many years away from all of this. Not like saying they're, like, really old, like, 70s and 80s, but, like, it's like they're 50s and 60s. Like, they've been retired for a very long time from this world. However, they're still fight like no tomorrow and this entire thing uh and then we move from there and then we move to berlin so we got some great location uh like on setting locations are fantastic there's another scene that we get which is at a nightclub it's raining uh because waterfall and nightclub because you know how cool that is lights everywhere then we get a full action scene in there which is beautiful as the light as you know John Wick's fighting, the rain coming down. Just, just praise. Just praise the whole thing. It's just 
beautiful look at and action and just that just alone you should be going to watch this but as the story progresses so this movie which i did not realize and where are we going this movie goes for two hours and 40 minutes this is the longest john wick and the director did mention the original cover this movie was three hours and 40 minutes so there's about 50 minutes of extra footage that's left on the table that we did not see for uh you did not see this and you and that's how you get holy shit like that's adds a lot of action now the one of the main gripes that i will say about this movie is about the timing is uh like it's it's awesome and you find the whole thing but because this movie some of the fight scenes you could have trimmed just a little bit. You could just trim it just a little bit because they go probably that little bit tad over. But my only gripe is that you get there's that is that they could have just trimmed off probably about twenty minutes from this overall plot of this movie. Not 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 because of plot, but just because the scenes uh because of plot, and he's just watching you like, well, this is going for a little bit. Like, there's a like, great scene of the arch tree romp where they're, they're, fight, they're fighting and all the traffic's going around. That's great. The soundtrack is great as well. Um, so, it's, uh, which I was listening to Spotify when I was driving home. Uh, but yeah, it's just probably tad too long. All the acting, fantastic. That's to it. And then there's a scene, uh, just a little bit later on, where uh, they're in like a apartment building, essentially like an old burly apartment building, and the camera, instead of just being face for watch, watching John Wick, you go up into a overview, like a drone view, or which looks like a video game as he's trying to kill everybody. He's going like left, right, and center. That scene is great. Just watching it, that goes for about 10 minutes, but it's you almost feel like you're playing a video game. You know why you, you know why, uh, you know why it's like that. But it's great to it's just great to watch seeing how this is all fighting out. And then there is a scene later on which this is probably contention to uh, contention how it's it a little bit too long. So, the way John Wick gets, Joe gets his first freedom is that, and uh, the old rules of the high table is he can, uh, he can fight the Marquis at ad- ju- ad- duel, which of course the Marquis nominates uh, Mr. Kane, obviously because he won't fight himself. So they have to, they they have to go to this location. They fight at dawn, if five all as dawn. If John Wick is late and doesn't appear, then Winston dies because he's already put him forward for the duel because it's like a family affair. So which is why uh, John, Wick, John Wick had to go to Berlin, become back a part of the family, and that's how it leads into that whole scene, that whole scene in a nightclub, trying to do that fight scene. So he's going to go up these bunch of stairs, and this stair scene is probably a little bit too long. He's going up, He's like, find all these guys. And then he gets up to the top. And he's still fighting, still shooting on them. And then the guards from the high table rock up and they push him. 
and he falls down all these stairs and he goes up again slowly Kane helps him but they go up so the sit this stair scene happens twice almost two and a half times because he gets knocked down again as well and I don't know how John Wick's still alive like anyone else would have had a cracked neck and died but no Mr. Wick is just Mr. Wick enough said uh but this is how long this scene goes but it's probably just a little bit too long and then when we get to when he does finally get up there we get this really cool jewel scene uh where they have to shoot each other but they go in every 10 paces so they shoot each other they graze each other both Donnie Yen, Mr. Kane and Joey and then they get a little bit closer again they shoot each other they they do get each other a bit bit more a bit closer and then they come in another 10. And as they go shoot, uh, as they go shoot, Diane's character fires and John Wick goes down. And then the Marquis, Bill Say, goes, Ah, oh, I changed the nomination. I, I'm going to do it. That's going to be me. Grabs a gun, points it to John Wick, about to shoot him. And then uh, Winston goes, You're an arrogant asshole. He didn't shoot, you dickhead. And John Wick goes, Shoots him right between the eyes. Boom. Straight there. And that, I, I didn't even hear the second shot. I thought, oh, that was, that was really cool. That was really cool. Um, that, that's, uh, that's a good twist of the knife kind of aspect. And John Wick gets his freedom. Donnie Yen gets his freedom. The continental New York is reinstated. And then right at the ending, you see that John Wick says a little bit earlier says to Winston um says on my gravestone I want on my gravestone I want loving husband that's what I want loving husband uh and John Wick's seeing he's bleeding out a little bit and he's just like looking down he think we get a good flashback of him with Hallow from the first one 10 years ago uh and he falls down next frame is is Winston and Lance Fishburne's character looking at his gravestone next to his wife. And then Lance Fisher's character's like, if he is in heaven or his hell, and Winston's like, don't know. And then fade out. And then that's how John Wick... But the thing is, I I think in that comment, it's determined the fact that he is not actually dead. He's just living off somewhere, being quiet. He's got his freedom. He can be at peace. Uh, and obviously don't, Mr. Kane, he gets his piece with his daughter, except there is, if you do stay late, stay after the credit scene, because there is an after credit scene. Doesn't get too brutal, but doesn't look good for Mr. Kane. Overall, 100% review. So far, the best movie I've seen this year is John Wick Chapter 4. Saying this, obviously we're early in March, but... It's a lot better than Ant-Man. It's a lot better than uh, Shazam. So far, it is the best movie of 2023 so far that you need to go watch. Highly recommend and don't miss it. It is bloody, bleh, bloody brilliant. So definitely go check that out. So guys, that is my review for The Mandalorian. That is my review for... Uh, John Wick 4 and let us know so definitely tell me what you think please follow us on our socials especially if you've come to this far in the episode 
uh, definitely, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, please go and check us out. And if you always, if you absolute pleasure, hit that subscribe button on Apple iTunes. I don't know how the Apple, Apple bit or YouTube, you know what I mean? Just give us a follow and I will talk to you. I, cause I don't, I love these interactions with everybody. Uh, especially if you come drop us a message and as always guys, until next time, happy ranting. Thanks for listening to lights, camera, rant. If you like the show, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. While you're at it, leave us a rating and review, and be sure to tell your friends. Until next time, happy ranting.